0: I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon expert. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage: The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics writers and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. <laughs> In Southern California, just outside Hollywood, there is a most unusual hotel. A hotel dedicated to the golden age of cinema and the departures of its most influential and notorious players. It is a destination that spotlights the manners in which these men and women of Hollywood perished. From the hush-hush death of erotic film star and dancer Donna Leif at the Neon Gym in San Francisco, to the choking of good old boy Alvin Graves at the 55 Bell Tower in Chicago. The rooms are decorated with an array of evidence and clues unique to each death and fitted with a cast of department store mannequins which stand in for those involved. Welcome to The Swan Hotel. is 1960, and the place is a smoke-filled boxing arena on the west side of Manhattan, a steel shrine of busted and stitched-together memories, trying to reclaim a piece of its former glory at $1.25 a head. In the ring, a 200-pound relic with a long and arduous resume beaten into his face. Meet Crispus Grey, or, as he's known between the ropes and Columbus Avenue, Topper Gray, a heavyweight on his last legs, who, for all intents and purposes, remains on those legs tonight and hitherto, and sitting in the third row, a man by the name of Vern Anger, a hard-on-his-luck talent scout from Hollywood, in town, on a wing and a prayer. This is the story of Room 519 in the Cottonwood Inn. And in just a moment, Mr. Angle will climb into the ring with this captivating and charitable giant and offer him a one-way ticket to glory. And along the way, a permanent stop-off at the Swan Hotel.
1: Boy, I haven't seen a wallop in like that in a month of Friday nights. (laughs) You must not get out to the fights often. You kidding? That was some A1 slogging out there. Three rounds, he's on his back. Real dandy. Kid had a hammer. You took him like a champ. Like a statue. Didn't even flinch. Laid him right out.
2: You and me? You and me must have been in two different arenas. He had me up against the ropes. A dozer like you? Child's
1: play. I guess so. Sure. The fella was off his feet the moment his name went on the bill. Look at you. You didn't even break a sweat.
2: You know, this place used to be an ice skating rink. It's still cold. Can you believe that? Something about the building the way it was built. It invites the cold. Especially this time of year. There's an ice factory next door. I remember my old man bring me to a hockey game the night he... My papa was a down-in-the-mouth man with a head full of misery. Didn't even matter how much he fought or all the fit thinking he did. He always came up short.
1: What happened to him?
2: They say the mat out there feels like ice when you go down. Hard. Cold. That's, That's how come I stay away from it. Motivation. Still... No matter how much I dance or how many slugs I take, I
1: still can't seem to get warm. I'm afraid I should have been introduced to myself, Vern Angle. I'm a talent agent from Hollywood. You know, for pictures. I'd love to talk to you. Buy you a cup of coffee? That's mighty nice of you, Mister. Angle. Geez, I, I I got a card around here somewhere.
2: But I better be getting on home. I promised Miss Layla I'd have to pick her up some laundry soap.
1: Uh, laundry? Soap?
2: And I'm supposed to deliver some toys to the center on my way.
1: Oh, okay. Well, why don't I join you? Nice to have an extra pair of hands. Not that you need them. Suit yourself. You got a coat? Lead the way. You ever uh, give much thought to something outside fighting? I'm afraid I grew up on a small block. Mr... Angle. Yeah, even more reason to get out and see the world, don't you think? Tenement livings are at least a break. What if I told you I had just the mallet? i tell you to start with the pipes in the basement. They're frozen solid. And
2: what about using all that beef for more than breaking noses? i do the lifting for Mr. Turner down at his store, help out with deliveries. Think of the crowds you'd bring in. You and the flesh trade? Sell them high and send them on their way?
1: I'm talking entertainment. How's that? My mug barking for a freak show? Nah, I mean for movies. Strong, hard body fellow like you, we'll pack him in.
2: Then who'd help Mr. Turner get
1: out the shipments? Tell you what, after your first deal, I'll buy him a truck. Hey, Toppa, that was a beaut, a real beaut, Toppa. Thanks, Max. I seen you on television. Are these the toys? The toys? Oh, yeah! You tell Miss Lily not to worry. We got more this year than ever. Think about the dough. Think about the good you could do. Actions speak louder than green round here. Yes, sir, Topper. What a jab. You sure pummeled him good. Come back to Los Angeles with me. Be the next Hollywood strongman. Who's this, Topper? This is Mr... Angle, please. <laughs> do you mind? Well, he got a mouth on him. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. Satan. You know who you're standing next to? That's Topper Gray. He'll clobber you. (laughs) He's all right, Max. What do you say?
2: (laughs) I say hold out your arms. (laughs) Thanks, Max. And say hi to Connie for me. All right, then a real beaut tonight, Topper. A real beaut.
1: Where to now? Drop
2: these gifts off at the center.
1: How about it then?
0: How about what?
1: Come to Hollywood with me. We'll leave tonight. Tonight? Somebody chasing you? I've got two tickets for a bus heading out at 11.50. Boy, you're in a hurry. I'm feeling punchy. What do you say?
2: Look, Mr. Angle. All right, that's good. Folks around here depend on me. Neighborhoods banding together? I can't turn my back on that fight.
1: I came a long way to see you. You think I want to be away from my wife during Christmas? Truth of it is, is you're my last shot. I'm in a corner flailing wildly, down to my last favorite. Why I'm more of a charity case than the recipients of these packages. If I don't bring back a winner, I'm done. How do you
2: know I'm your winner?
1: I don't. But you got something special, and that's enough for me to go all in. And judging by that whiff of Dubai I picked up on back there, tonight was a, a sock dodger of a fight. A cannon blast of ice water straight to your chin. Maybe it's getting harder and harder to go the distance. I'm offering you the chance to keep winning and still hang on to whatever it is you got rattling around in that neat locker of a chest of yours.
2: <laughs> I used up all my wishing when I was fighting prelims in St. Louis. The world's giving me all that it has to give. You're talking fairy tales. I got the whole truth right here. The gospel cut into my face. My pop spent his whole life dreaming, musing over things that weren't in the cards, praying for. All that toiling, plugging away to pay off, dreaming and wishing. And it finally caught up to him, on his back being counted out. I'm
1: dried up. Then that's all you'll ever be. Bus leaves tonight. Penn Station, Foxtrot Bus Terminal, 1150. Here, take this ticket. I hope to see you there. What about the gifts? You want to give these kids and this neighborhood a real gift? Something that lasts? 1150. Excuse me. Evening, sir. Is the 1150 to Los Angeles on time? Yes, sir. Bus from Albany got in early. Thank you. You don't sound too pleased. Buses rarely leave on time in this weather. Must be your lucky day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at the bus terminal now. Yeah, I'll, I'll be home in a few days. No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you about it when I get there. Looks like I'm going to be hitting up every talent show and amateur hour along the way. I'll call you from the road. No, no, no. Don't, don't bother. Give her a kiss for me, though, would you? All right. I'll, I'll see you soon. I love you, too. Take your bag. Thank you. Say, she all gassed up? To the brim. We'll be off momentarily. Thank you. What about air? Tires got plenty of air? Because I've seen these things buckle under the weight and go straight into a ditch. I assure
0: you they got plenty of air. Now just find a seat and relax. Leave the driving to us.
1: sit here? It's free, ain't it? Thanks. Okay, folks, we're on our way.
0: What is it now? Well, hello, fella. You almost missed us. Good thing, too. Next bus doesn't leave till morning.
2: I mislaid my ticket in the stocking.
0: What's the hold up? Welcome aboard.
2: Excuse me. Thank
1: you. <sighs> Topper Gray, I could kiss you. Well, you're gonna have this
2: It's good to see you. If this don't pan out,
1: I want a bus ticket back. Topper, I'll put you on an airliner. We should be in Pittsburgh by lunchtime tomorrow. You ever been to Pittsburgh? Yeah,
2: I had a few fights during my early going. Real mean fighter, Mickey Green. Broke my nose in the first and again in
1: the last. Sounds like my mother-in-law I found a singer from Pittsburgh a while back Cute little thing Clara McCall
2: I've heard that name
1: You and the rest of America
2: Stardust and Sunsets
1: And Bedfellows and A date with Lola She had these dimples when she smiled Freckles around the nose Big hazel eyes They actually changed color with her costume. Isn't that something? And so sweet. Everybody loved her. And what a voice. My wife and I actually introduced her to her husband. First husband. Yeah, she was something. A star the moment she arrived. Didn't need anybody's help. You should get some shut-eye.
2: It's so dark out there. I can hardly see past my reflection.
1: It'll be 40 winks at best.
2: No stars. No moon. Just black. I can't even see the snow. It's like there's nothing in between. I was with him on 66 when it happened. I could still feel my knees on the frozen concrete. The ice stiffening up the legs on my britches. It was cold. And the life hadn't even left them.
1: Any luck? Mm, Afraid not. Everybody's out of the office till after the holidays. It's Christmas Eve. Left a message with Mr. Grady's secretary before she scuttled out the door.
2: I must be off my rocker letting you talk me into this.
1: Don't be empty-headed. You wouldn't be here if you didn't want to be. I'm not that good a salesman.
2: What if they don't want me? What if they
1: say I'm over the hill? Then they're the empty-headed ones. Listen. Relax. You're all knotted up. You'll be great. Why, before you know it, you'll be lifting some prepossessing little dish right over your head. Feats of strength for the crowd, of course. Now, come on, finish up your eggs. We gotta get back on the bus. It's still 1800 miles to Los Angeles and I ain't lugging that suitcase all the way there. She's turned into quite the snow globe out there. You can hear her howling. Sounds angry. Yeah. Worst weather you'll find in Los Angeles is partly sunny.
2: I've never seen the Pacific Ocean.
1: Well, it's like the Atlantic, only you're looking in the opposite direction. Hey, there's lights up yonder in the road. wonder what's going on. is out. Ice flow's leaning on her. She isn't safe. Not till morning, anyway. But it's Christmas. My daughter's expecting the Injunction City in the morning. Right. there's no way around. We passed a motel
0: about a mile back if any of you folks want a warm place to sleep. You're welcome to stay on the bus, but you're liable to lose toes in these conditions.
1: I saw a payphone back at the motel we passed earlier. I should call the missus, let her know we're going to be a day late. We? Oui? You didn't think I was just going to leave you to fend for yourself, did you? Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Grady. And a Merry Christmas to you, too. Tabur! Tabur! What is it? Get on the horn and tell Mrs. Laley to put out a sign. Room for rent. You have found new residency.
2: Speak plainly, would you?
1: I, I, I went to call home. Right? I must have dialed the studio by mistake. Or Mr. Grady's secretary was there picking up a, a gift she left or something. I, I explained where we were, and I don't know, call it holiday spirit or, or the magic of Irish eggnog, but she patched me through to Mr. Grady's home. I told him about you. And I, I could hear his mustache just spinning with delight at the other end. That's good. They want to set up a screen test after the holidays. They ordered up the works. This is it, Topper. It's happening.
2: What's happening?
1: Your future, my boy. But I, I can't act. Ah, don't worry about that. It'll come. Besides, it's your brawn thereafter. They want you up on that screen locking horns with James Ferrer or Claude Baker. Really? And from there, sky's the limit. I'm telling you, this is it, Topper. The big time. Come on, let's get out of the cold and celebrate. I got half a bottle of Vigital Shine. To Topper Gray. You really said all that. Well, in in so few words, these executive types like to play things close. Your life's going to change in a big way, Topper. I hope you're ready.
2: I imagine I'll stay the same man.
1: This deal's going to have your name on it. You stand to make a lot of dough, though. What are you going to do with it all? Haven't given it much thought. Buy a big mansion?
2: (laughs) You're really convinced about this whole thing, aren't you?
1: Listen, I've spearheaded a career of clinkers and disappointments to become an expert in the field of failure. This is the real deal. I promise you.
2: In that case, I expect I'll do something good. Something right.
1: Maybe something for those kids. The neighborhood?
2: When I was younger, the doctor said I had a big heart. Imagine I'd help them off the street before it was too late Fill them with nerve, That good kind Let them know it's okay to dream To believe in tall tales Let them Let them know it's okay to wish for the unlikely And the far-fetched They're still hoping the unlikely It ain't all black It's okay to spend your days in that place, that small region of hope, that place of triumph. Even though you can't see it, and all that's around you is a blizzard of fear and despair, it's okay to lose yourself in a dream, as long as you let it elevate you, not bury you. Guess that's been weighing on me.
1: You? Well, let's see here. Probably settle a few debts. Gotta buy a truck. After that, I'll probably get out. Say farewell to the road for a while. Plant stakes. Spend time with my family. Do the things for him I've always wanted to be there for him.
2: You're not gonna be around?
1: What? Nah, nah, I'm not going anywhere. You'll, you'll still see me. Besides, you're gonna be so big, you won't even need me. Why, I can see the bills now. Rumble in the Ring, a silver screen spectacle of wonder and comeuppance, starring Madeline Vaughn and Topper Gray. Crispus Gray. Yeah, I like the sound of that.
2: Yeah, Crispus Grey. I'm going to go jump in the shower. I still can't feel my fingers. They're tingling a bit.
1: Watch your head. tell you though, I wouldn't mind treating myself to one of those little European sports cars. You know the kind? Stainless steel with bucket seats. Real sleek. Rear engine. Drive it out to the desert. Up and down the canyon. Get some of those snazzy racing gloves. Not the cheap ones. The Italian leather ones. Really splurge, you know? One of those British driving caps brown tweed. Can you imagine me with one of those? Take the wife out to a fancy dinner downtown. Leon's. Or the Humber. Drive out to the beach afterward. Take off our shoes. Watch the moonlight ripple across the water. Not saying a word to each other. Just staring and smiling. Of course, we'll track all that sand into the car. Never be able to get that out. Hear what I said about the sand in the car, Topper? The sand? Topper? 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 Oh, God. No. No, no, no. No. Topper. Topper. Wake up. Wake up. Topper. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. Come on. Stay with me. Come on, buddy. Come on. Wake up. Topper. Come on. Topper. Heart attack. Mm, poor fella. Is it your friend? Yeah. Yeah. Will you, will you excuse me? I, I, I need to, I need to phone somebody. Yeah, honey. Yeah, it, it's me. It's good to hear your voice. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. She did she like her gift? Oh, she's playing with it now. That's that's swell. Give her a big hug for me, would you? No, I I think it's going to be a few more days. We're held up in some motel, the Cottonwood Inn. Oh. I'll phone you in the morning, I will, I will. Sweetheart, Merry Christmas.
0: With fervor and a handful of wishes, two lives from separate worlds each with worn faces and tested spirits, colliding like a sock on the jaw. A desperate talent scout in the eleventh hour of a comeback, who put everything on the line and went for broke. And his stake, an aging bruiser with a heart of gold, who too went all in on a last-ditch effort and gave himself permission to dream, escape the cold and enter room 519. Here you'll find a pair of lumpy mattresses, weathered suitcases, and a bedside radio dialed in to bygone broadcasts of old boxing matches. And in the bathroom, vents that fill the room with steam and walls that sweat. Mr. Vern Engel and Mr. Crispus Gray, who both boarded a bus bound for glory and wound up on a detour in the present-day Hollywood Hills. This is the Swan Hotel. Tales from the Swan Hotel is written and directed by Thaddeus Ellenberg and produced by Will Scoville. Tonight's episode starred Joe Tobin as Vern Engel and O.J. Patterson as Crispus Gray. Additional voices by Matt Kleinard, Joe Higgins, Thaddeus Ellenberg, and I'm Ron Chapman. Original theme by Nick Starkey. Artwork by Justin Devine. Tales from the Swan Hotel is independently produced by Will Scoville and Thaddeus Ellenberg. You can find more episodes and help the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes and Stitcher or leaving a comment on SoundCloud.